everyone and welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology and anything else that feels right. I'm Sasha Arusu, Senior Planner for the TED Department at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And our guest joining us today is Yaron Farizan. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Very it's really, really podcast, exciting. Yaron is a long-serving Mediacom with over 20 years of experience within the industry. Yaron is currently the CEO of Mediacom Russia and Mediacom Connections Israel. As of the 1st of June, he'll be transitioning into his new role as the CEO of Mediacom Australia. He has been a key element in Mediacom's global success in recent years, playing a pivotal role in the network winning and retaining key accounts, including Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola and Tele2. He's also a member of the Global Belonging Council, and this is a part of a series of shows where we invite members to join our podcast. Uh, So firstly, congratulations on the new role. Um, how excited are you and what sort of impact do you rec- you hope to make within the Australian market? <laughs> well, thank you for introduction. I'm not sure if I can, you know, uh, follow your lead because, you know, you've said so many nice things. So oh, I, will, it's uh, about you, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's a tough act to follow. But uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, I am super excited of the opportunity of the move ahead. It's it's you know, it's pretty amazing to be able to um, uh, to get those opportunities, mm-hmm. and especially nowadays when you know when when it's not when it's not a given, uh, so that's that's pretty amazing, and that's you know sums up MediaCom for you. Uh, as someone very smart said to me, it's a it's a meritocracy. If you work hard, if you deliver, then eventually uh, you get recognized and you get those opportunities and it's kind of, you know, a cycle that goes on. Um, You know, I'm personally, I have always been driven by, uh, you know, certain things and it doesn't matter which role, uh, but the components are pretty much the same. I like, first of all, to be useful Mm -hmm. and and contribute. That's that's really important. but at the same time, I really uh, want to have uh, uh, an opportunity to learn new things. And this, and you know, this learning curve, uh, you need to push it every time because, as we know, any curve reaches the plateau. So if you want to keep learning, you need to push yourself out there every now and then. And this is what I'm doing. So those are kind of you know two things that go together: uh, contribute and being useful, and you know, have a excellent uh, challenges to solve but also being able to learn and evolve and improve and 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 just you know uh, just uh, continuously get better i guess yeah i understand that um making this challenge or this new challenge is only going to bring new experiences and give you the most chance to improve and all the things that you wish you hope to do so uh, i wish you all the best of luck with that and just going back to, towards i guess the horrible year that we faced. Uh, how has it been for you, um, not only on the work level but also personally? Uh, previous year, well, you know, it, it, so many things had been said about the previous year. Uh, I think, you know, uh, both professionally, and personally, it has been uh, it, very important year. Uh, it was successful year, mm-hmm. uh, at least business-wise. Uh, it was, you know, not an easy uh, uh, year personally. 
I don't think you know I'm saying something that is uh, uh, that is uh, unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you know it, it it's you know definitely was a year to remember, but also the year that under any circumstances I do do not want to repeat, despite all those valuable and amazing learnings and you know and it's being super successful year. Lesson learned. Let's move on. Let's move. I mean, a lot, a lot of our um, guests obviously have been talking about the resilience that they've had to kind of call upon in order to get through the last year or so. Would you? Is there anything that you'd point to in your career to date or um, your life to date that helps give you that resilience, build up their resilience? Because well, I, yeah. I would say, knowing you, that there there are definitely. Yeah, I think you know. I, I, that's why you know. That's why I haven't mentioned it because because it was not something that I gained just over this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been I've been moving and uh, uh, moving around uh, with my family all alone since I, I'm 16 years old, because uh, I was born in Soviet Union and then we moved to Israel and then I moved and moved again and my family moved and I moved with them and I moved alone. So I think, uh, uh, you know, my life and my career, uh, they're pretty much uh, based on being able to adapt fast to learn fast, to understand new culture fast, and you know, and deal with different circumstances that basically um, um, uh, force you to mobilize uh, yourself and uh, and uh, and do it really fast. Uh, so that kind of was the journey. I think we shouldn't underestimate that because the the transition from the Soviet Union at sixteen to Israel it must have been. Just such a huge change. It was. Listen, you know, it's we all smart in the hindsight, uh, yeah. not you know, not in the process. In the process, you know, I was I was 16 year old. I just finished high school, uh, like literally. I did my last exam, and the day late, and the day afterwards, we packed our stuff and and moved to a country that it has absolutely nothing to do with what I knew so far. Not you know, culture, language, anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and you know I was just focused on just you know uh, surviving and understanding. But I think first uh, year and a half, it was it was uh, uh, um, it was incredibly tough. But mm-hmm. I also was so lucky uh, how this whole journey was for me because on one hand I wasn't alone. I was my with my family and I'm very close with them. They my they support me. You know I'm 47, but we you know. Uh, both my brother, who is uh, who is 50 something, and myself, we are super close with my parents uh, until you know uh, uh, now. Uh, uh, and I think it has always been this case, so that really helped. But also, I've been able to um, to get accepted uh, to the university uh, right up front. But mm-hmm. in in order to start uh, in the university, I had to uh, uh, do a year gap. To learn language, to understand, because you know, because I could, I, I, I didn't know a word of Hebrew, and wow. uh, uh, when I moved, and within a year, I started to uh, learn social sciences, which is all about language, mm-hmm. uh, in Tel Aviv University. So I had a year uh, just to focus on on getting my language, my you know, uh, getting you know how to write, how to build sentences, how to understand, and all that. And I've been so lucky because basically this time, just to focus on this, uh, uh, was was uh, crucial for me to be successful later on. I have a lot of 
uh, friends that did not have this opportunity mm -hmm. and it was much more difficult for them to start fusing uh, and and connecting and integrating so uh yeah it was it was shocking uh, but I think that, you know, comparing to many other, I've just been lucky how it all mm -hmm. played out. And all I did is just to maximize uh, what I've been given. That's uh, uh, It makes our next question particularly relevant, doesn't it, Sasha? Yeah. It's just incredible strength mentally and physically to just go through so many challenges the way you did. So as I mentioned at the start, you're also a member of the Global Belonging Council, and this will be a series of podcasts that we'll be doing speaking to many members of the council and what exactly does belonging mean to you and just how important is it within the workplace so i will answer i will start answering i mean it's a fantastic question and it's it's deep and it's really meaningful for me it's not something that i just you know put as a facade uh, mm -hmm. it's it it really comes from a very personal place and i will start answering by something that i told to my team uh, a year ago, when we had at the end of the year, we had this kind of lead team conversation and everybody everybody um, reflected on the year. It was uh, end of 2019. And I told them that, listen, uh, all my grown up life, uh, I've been, uh, you know, I've been uh, uh, um, on the journey to have roots, virtual roots, because I don't have any physical or geographical roots. I move between different markets. You know, the the house that I grew uh, grew in, you know, my kind of you know, childhood home, uh, like doesn't exist anymore. And place where my parents live, I can't even call this home because it's not my home, never have been uh, my home. So I am looking for uh, virtual roots and I, I looking for, you know, belong and feel at home like every other human being. And those things are not for me, not connected to any physical uh, or, you know, fixed environment, but rather people I'm with or circumstances or or or, or, or place that I'm in. It's more about a, a feeling of belonging of, you know, of this uh, of, of, of comfort rather than anything else. And it, you know, in my case, it does require deliberate search. It doesn't come naturally at all. Uh, but every time I find it, I, I keep part of it with me, even when I move uh, when I move on. So I understand very well what is it, you know, um, not belong, mm. how belonging is crucial and it's part of our identity and, you know, and, and how we uh, uh, succeed in life. And I also know that it's hard work. It's, mm. it's something that you really need to set up your mind in order to uh, find the people, do the right things. And, and, you know, so on and so on. And there is another aspect to it, which is, you know, everybody, uh, uh, every person, we, we, you know, we grow into specific, you know, specific society, you know, with certain predisposition and stereotypes and, and, and norms. And as this is a given, but how you then evolve, it's, it's not a given, it's up to you, it's a choice basically, uh, how you choose to respond to certain things. So, you know, from a very early age, I found that a lot of norms or, you know, behaviors or things that people say, I just feel that, you know, I can't relate to it. 
and uh, and I just you know I just think differently. And again, it took quite a while to figure out on one hand what is it that uh, uh, you know how to express it and you know how to manifest it on one hand, but also fight uh, some you know innate stereotypes that 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 you have because you know. Uh, considering yourself an enlightened and pr- advanced person is not the same as actually practice it on a daily basis because it's super hard. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, finding this, uh, a, 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 the belonging aspect that is related to um, a, what you believe in and represent as a human being or as a leader and such is another aspect. And I, I can't say that I'm there, but I'm sure, you know, on on the journey to get, uh, uh, you know, just just to get better, to do more, to understand, uh, to understand and accept more things. Uh, so that's, you know, that's that's the, the belonging for me. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's it's a long answer, but it is it is, a, you know, one of the fundamental uh, 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 things that I, you know, that I frequently think about. I, I think I think it's a great answer. And and. I will I will bear evidence to the fact that you are fearless in shooting down status quo that you think is wrong. And, you know, not enough people, not enough people. Oh, you and I may yeah. be too fearless. But yeah, I mean, not, sometimes listen, I agree with you. Sue, I agree with you. Sometimes, you know, I just get burned and hit by that. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not enjoying it. But then, you know, but then there's, there's always a choice. You know, you think to yourself, OK, so there is a price of saying what you think and not saying and you have to you know and and a lot of times for me not saying what i you know think is wrong is actually something that i find uh, harder to live with than just getting hit or burned by by saying it so uh, uh, you know. i hear that and <laughs> um, very timely question given your new role uh, in did you say two days you're moving in two days in in well it's uh, it's the uh, it's five days you know to be precise oh, it's, it's exactly five, five days. days not sure we're not sure when this podcast is going out but you will be there by then and um, possibly still in quarantine because it might be in the next couple of weeks but what do you hope to have achieved by the end of this year i want to uh well i think you know i think i want to settle in i mean uh, uh, start understanding the life around me like really feel it uh, it's you know it's important not just personally it's important uh, as a as a ceo of the market you mm-hmm. you really need to understand the nuances and the subtleties not just the not just this thing uh, so so this is one i think i really want to uh, by the end of the year to build a, a good and strong and productive relationship with my team mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and yes, you know, be successful, win your business, all that stuff. But you know, I also want I also want to um, uh, breathe freely and be happy. Uh, I think that has been uh, a bit of a uh, let's say I deprioritized it over the course of you know last year or couple of years because of different circumstances, and and I need to put this part of my life back into focus. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, that that will happen as well. And I think Australia has been enjoying freedoms that we haven't been enjoying in Europe. So that will be nice, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I mean, for now, I was, you know, I was talking to someone and he told me that uh, it is. But also it feels a bit like a golden cage because you can get in, but yeah. you can you cannot get out uh, so easily. But it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know what? I I think I can handle it. 
I loved what you said about continuing to search for roots, and I'd love to know if you do find your your home in yeah, Australia that's nice. when you go there. We'll see. We'll see. You know, it's uh, it's uh, roots again. It's 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 people. It's you know, it's a feeling. It's it's affinity yeah. with with a certain place, uh, and it and hope. I, I sincerely hope that uh, that uh, it happens also in Australia. It happened, you know, it happened in all the other places to a different extent. Uh, but yeah, I, I and, and you know what? It's something that certainly the three of us, because I've talked to Sasha about this, all feel about MediaCom, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what? You know what? That's that's absolutely that's absolutely the case because again i'm more than 10 years in mediacom mm. and moved around quite a lot and and you know people build their careers uh, uh, in basically two ways they either change agencies to progress i have chosen to do this within mediacom and again given the opportunity to do so because because again the roots and belonging is it's part of what i really value and you know and that's uh, a, and that's as simple as that and it's and it's why we've put the Global Belonging Council yeah. together, really, is so that we can make sure we hope that everybody, every single person, works at MediaCom feels that. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think sometimes the importance of this topic, or rather how it manifests itself in different aspects of life, is sometimes under undervalued yeah. or just no, people don't think about it, uh, you know, yeah. actively or, or act on it too much. But it's such an important part of of uh, of what defines us. Agreed. Now I want to move on to the questions that we ask all of our guests. First question to you would be, where's your favourite line from a poem, song or a book? Uh, it's a hard one because <laughs> because you have, uh, so I will, you know, I will give you two. <clears throat> First, we will, will make you, you choose, Duran. I'm warning you now, but you can give us two. Okay, fine. I, no, no, I will give you, first, you know, I will give you my favourite book. Mm-hmm which is Never Let Never Let Me Go by Kazuma Ishiguro. It's just one of those books that affected me. And, you know, I've read it, I don't know, 10 years ago, and I keep thinking about it all the time. So this is one. Uh, and this, the second one, uh, I just, you know, I just remember it because it, you know, because it came in a certain period of my life, which is the early 90s. Again, moving from from uh, from one country to another and such. It was the name of the album by Sinead O'Connor, named "We All Want What We Haven't Got," and this kind of, uh, of album, the, this album, uh, her, you know, uh, her as a personality, as a singer, and you know, uh, uh, the name of the album. I just, you know, I just keep remembering. I don't know. It's like 30 years since then, and I still, and I still. Uh, the minute you know, the minute you asked me, this is what I thought about. Okay, I think we'll we'll take Sinead O'Connor because that's a line. Fine, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's something that I quote at people. Because it's just it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. And actually, you know, you are happy if you do not want what you have not got, which is the exactly it, that's that's the whole thing. That it's a it's a, such a strong statement, but it's also such a massive challenge. <laughs> okay. If you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? And they have to be commonly available. They can't be specific. Okay. They commonly available. So, uh, okay. So first is Doc Martens shoes. Okay. My favorite brand. Love that. Uh, my mobile phone. 
it's everybody yeah, a mobile phone i think it's everybody's favorite thing yeah. uh, uh, a, a really really good book preferably on my mobile phone because uh, because i read all the time you can uh, you can nominate an author or you can just leave it up to us fiction uh, fiction, 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 fiction. Um, you know, I when I'm kind of on my uh, a rare free time, yeah, I made made it a rule to read fiction and not uh, business books and such, which I which I do, you know, during the rest of my time. So any genre, or should we just uh, recent um, prize winner? You know, thrillers and mystery stories. I'm just, oh, I'm just I just love it. I just love it. Okay. Um, so so that's uh, so that's that then uh, it would be a ticket to a theater play i just i cannot live without it and uh, and you were uh, you were you did practice ballet for yes i did i did and you know for a long but, time yeah yeah long time since i was you know between yeah basically since i was 6 years old till the end of the high school um so uh, uh yes theater but again i'm definitely um, there is no discrimination between genres in theatre. I just love from you know musical to drama to whatever. Uh, and the last would probably be um, membership to a gym. Okay, cool. Yeah, that would be commonly available. Yeah, very good. Strong. We got we got a few new additions in there today. <laughs> so, what is your single best skill? Uh, well, I don't know if it's skill or or a or, or trademark, but I would say energy. Okay. Do you want to expand on that? Uh, there is just you know drive inside me, hunger that that is just you know, uh, and it's you know it's it's a base to a lot of things that I do, mm-hmm. and it's you know a source of enjoyment of a lot of things that I do. It just uh, and I think that you know and it's it's difficult to talk about yourself so i'm basing what i'm saying based on what people tell me and uh, when you know and when the first thing that most of most people say about me as a kind of you know uh, what kind of person i am energy comes like in top 3 so i would you know i would go with that <laughs> yeah it's a very good skill to have so i mean having energy and passion for the things you love I don't know if it's a skill, but I know, but I know, but I know what you mean. I mean, I would, I would say you're an, you're indefatigable in arguing, which I think is a skill. Maybe, maybe. So I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, but, but, but energy, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a topic for debate whether that's a skill or not. But I would agree with that. Um, what would you practice more if you had the time and the space? Well, you know, if I, if I would, uh, probably. Uh, would like to learn one more language like properly so so and what languages do you speak currently? so i speak i speak english russian and hebrew yeah those two languages but those two languages that i speak you know okay. fluently and and i read write you know uh, have conversations on uh, what are you thinking yeah <laughs> uh, well probably spanish you think in spanish 
No, ah, no, sorry, no, no, no. I sorry. mean, what I mean, as a fluent thinking, Russian it depends, English. really. It depends. Right. It depends. It depends on you know circumstances and topics, and also you know, and also it. Uh, when I, for instance, when I when I lived in London for four yeah. years, I started to think in English most of the time. Uh, when I'm uh, when I'm uh, in you know in in Russia, kind of Russian prevails, uh, but you know within you know uh, but. Uh, uh, so, so you know, it's it really varies depending on the circumstances. But I would really love to uh, learn Spanish because I I think it's you know it's amazing language yes. and it's also very useful uh, to learn. Uh, great. And and you know and another thing which I would probably get a dog uh, if I would be you know because I mean it's difficult with you know how I live now. So but I used you, to. Would, what dog would you get? You might get one in Australia. Then. I know, but you know, I I move around, and it's always you know it, and it's difficult. Okay. I actually, you know, I I used to have a dog uh, since I was since you know early childhood. We had yeah. a we had a dog at home, and she and he died for old age, and then when I moved to Israel after a couple of years, uh, we found the dog just you know in a dumpster, and we ended up taking her in uh, for you know for 17 lovely and happy years together. So, you know, I, I used to have a dog, but then, you know, once I moved out and started moving around, it just became more difficult. Mm. But that's something that, you know, that's a, 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 I was, you know, I, I always think to myself that I, a, at the end, I would need to find a place where I feel that I want to stay long enough to have a dog. But, but that's a lovely answer. What would you practice more? Walking the dog? Yeah. <laughs> Which ties nicely to the next question. Um, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? And something tells me we should remove fiction for this one. Well, uh, it's, you know, it's simple for me. It's not a place. It's a type of place. Mm -hmm. uh, any big city. I'm just, I just absolutely adore big cities. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just, you know, uh, uh, since, since childhood and, uh, and I have never lived in a small city, I have never lived in a house, but you know, in a flat, in an apartment. I just, you know, that's that's me. I I love it. So uh, yeah. Actually, need to pick one. If yes. I don't know, you know, I haven't lived. You know, I I will be hopefully soon living in Sydney, which is mm -hmm. which is amazing. I've been to New York billion times, but never lived there. So maybe you know, maybe that's some distant future. We'll see. And we look forward to the cities recovering themselves as well because oh, it's yes. sort of a little bit sad at the moment, but they the big ones will get back. I think they'll get their fine. Yeah, and you know, and I'm 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 there to support the cities to recover. <laughs> um, right now, the question you cannot prepare for, which comes from the questions um, from the hundred questions from the School of Life. So I've just picked three at absolute random: um, A, B, or C. Uh, the A. Okay. Ah. Which close relative do you like the least and why? <laughs> Very personal. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Maybe it's too personal. No, 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 no. It's just I have I have exactly three close relatives uh, and, you know, and uh, they're amazing. Uh, all of them but I think you know I, I 
I will answer this way. It's it's not about liking uh, liking uh, less or more, but I think with my brother, uh, this is you know we you know we uh, we love and we adore each other, but also we are completely opposites in everything. In, you know, in our political beliefs, in, in our lifestyle, in our family situation, we're like absolutely uh, opposites. So for us to be able to get along and, you know, and and uh, uh, put our uh, differences behind is a hard work. And yes, I don't like his beliefs, but I just accept them as a part of, of him. So uh, uh, and, awesome. and, and vice versa and vice versa. Uh, you know, he thinks I'm softy liberal, so uh, whatever. Uh, so, uh, 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 so that's you know, that's uh, uh, it has been you know since we were kids because we have you know we have like almost seven years difference. So, um, and and, and it's quite a lot. It is quite a lot. It also explains why you're a great and indefatigable arguer because you've been <laughs> growing up making your case. Exactly, exactly. And I also was and I also was always the smallest. And you have to stand up for yourself uh, when you kind of, you know, when you grow from this place. But, uh, but yeah, so but it's not about, you know, liking him least. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's it's about it's about accepting and and uh, accepting uh, that, you know, there are differences and you may not like them. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just uh, part of accepting, I guess. Of course. Oh, Jaron, it's been amazing to speak to you. Uh, fascinating and heavily insightful. Wish you all the best of luck in Australia. Yeah. And hopefully we speak to you soon. Thank, Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, thanks to Sasha. I mean, it was it was really cool questions. And also, you know, and also we, we rarely get a retrospective, kind of self-retrospective. Yeah. And, and yeah, and a moment to yourself. And, uh, and you know, it's... It's cool. Thank you.